Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. The website can be found at www.scriptureandprophecy.com. Today we are looking for some wisdom and some encouragement from the Psalms and Proverbs. It is the best way to start our week. We are looking at Psalm 59 today and Proverbs 9. Psalm 59 is a psalm of David. David's cry out to God when Saul had sent and they watched the house to try and kill him. What's interesting about these psalms that we've been reading lately is it's it's about how the wicked are just plotting to do evil. And David is crying out to God to intervene on his behalf. And it's kind of something that I've been feeling lately, obviously not on the same level as David is feeling, but we've talked about, we talk about this every week, uh, how the righteous seem to be surrounded by the wicked, how they continue to get away with their schemes and their wickedness and their evil and their deceptions and their lies and their conquering and dividing and just, it never seems to end. And I continue to pray that they fall into their own pit. That the ditch that they've dug for us, that they would fall into that ditch. That they would wear the chains that they have planned for us. And these psalms that we've been reading lately have been similar talk. And so, I think we're going to be blessed by it this morning. Let's begin King James Bible. Psalm 59, verse 1. Deliver me from mine enemies, O my God. Defend me from them that rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of iniquity, and save me from bloody men. For lo, they lie and wait for my soul, the mighty are gathered against me. Not for my transgressions, nor for my sin, O Lord. They run and prepare themselves without my fault. Awake to help me, and behold. Thou therefore, O Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, awake to visit all the heathen. Be not merciful to any wicked transgressors. Selah. They return at evening. They make a noise like a dog and go round about the city. Behold, they belch out their mouth. Swords are in their lips. For who say they doth hear? But thou, O Lord, shall laugh at them. Thou shalt have all the heathen in derision. Because of his strength will I wait upon thee, for God is my defense. The God of my mercy shall prevent me. God shall let me see my desire upon my enemies. Slay them not, lest my people forget. Scatter them by my, thy power, and bring them down, O Lord, our shield. For the sin of their mouth and the words of their lips, let them even be taken in their pride. And for cursing and lying which they speak, consume them in wrath, consume them that they may not be. Let them know that God ruleth in Jacob unto the ends of the earth. Selah. In that evening let them return and let them make a noise like a dog and go round about the city. Let them wander up and down for meat 
and grudge if they be not satisfied. But I will sing of thy power, yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning. For thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. Unto thee, O my strength, will I sing, for God is my defense, the God of my mercy. David points out three times who his defense is. And I think sometimes we just kind of gloss over this. David is saying, Because of his strength will I wait upon thee, for God is my defense. David knows that the only chance he has, the only real chance he has, is God and his defense. And he brings it up three times throughout this passage and even ends with it. Unto thee my strength will I sing, for God is my defense, the God of my mercy. Sometimes we read this, read that, and we think, God is my defense. And, and maybe we think it's just a really nice thing to say or just a really great idea. The question is, do we really believe that in our heart? Or are we really taking refuge under the wings of God? Do we really believe that He will protect us? That He will pre preserve us? That He is our defense? That He is merciful towards us? Even when things seem like they're so bleak and hope is almost lost. I mean, Saul is sending people to kill David. And yet, he's still trusting in God. He's still trusting in God, and he knows who God is. In verse 5, he says, Therefore, O Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, awake to visit all the heathen. Be not merciful to any wicked transgressor. Selah. In Hebrew, that's O Yehovah Elohim of Savaots. The Elohim of Israel. The God of hosts. He's acknowledging who the true king is. Who's the one in control? Who's the one with all the power? I'd like to read this one more time. I'm going to read it out of the Hallelujah Scriptures this time. And then we'll move on to Proverbs chapter 9. Let's listen to this one more time. To the chief singer, do not destroy a poem of David. When Shaul sent, and they watched the house to kill him. Deliver me from my enemies, O my Elohim. Place me on high from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of wickedness, and save me from men of blood. For look, they have lain in wait for my life. Mighty men assemble against me, for no transgression or sin of mine, O Yehovah. For no wickedness, they run and prepare themselves. Awake to help me and see. And you, Yehovah, Elohim of hosts, Elohim of Israel, Awake to punish all the Gentiles. Show no favor to any wicked traitors. Selah. They return at evening. They howl like a dog and go around the city. See, they bletch, 
belch out with their mouth, swords are in their lips, for who is listening? But you, Jehovah, laugh at them, you mock all the Gentiles. O oh, my strength, I wait for you, for Elohim is my strong tower, my Elohim of kindness. Elohim goes before me, he lets me look upon my enemies. Do not slay them, lest my people forget. Scatter them by your power and bring them down. O Yehovah, our shield. I like that verse 11. Especially as I'm thinking about the times we're living in now. He's saying, don't, don't slay them. Lest the people forget. Instead, scatter them by your power and bring them down. That's my prayer against these wicked and evil men and women who are creating all this chaos and madness, who are trying to destroy everything good and wholesome. I pray that God would bring them down. Verse 12, The sin of their mouth is the words of their lips, and they are captured in their pride. And for the cursing and lying they utter, Bring to an end in wrath, and bring to an end that they be no more, and let them know that Elohim is ruling in Yaakob to the ends of the earth. Selah. And that evening they return, they howl like a dog, and they go around the city. They wander up and down for food and wine if they are not satisfied. And I, I sing of your power. And in the morning I sing aloud of your kindness. For you have been my strong tower and a refuge in the day of my distress. O oh, my strength, to you I sing praises, for Elohim is my strong tower, my Elohim of kindness. That is Psalm 59. Alright, let's move on to Proverbs chapter 9. This wisdom continued. The praise of wisdom continued. We're going to look at that in the King James Bible here. Verse 1. Wisdom hath builded her house. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. She hath killed her beast, she hath mingled her wine, she hath also furnished her table. She hath sent forth her maidens, she crieth upon the highest places of the city. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither, as for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Come, eat of my bread, and drink of the wine which I have mingled. Forsake the foolish and live, and go in the way of understanding. He that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame, and he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth himself a blot. Reprove a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. Please note, verse 7 and verse 8 is making a very important, very important point. It's pointing out that it's a waste of time to try to reprove somebody who's kind of like a mocker, a scorner, right? Like you're just wasting your time. Jesus says, don't cast your pearls before swine. Don't waste your breath. A wise person will accept reproof, but a fool, a scorner, a mocker, we know these people, it's a majority of people. You try to tell them, you try to warn them about things, and they just mock you and make a joke of it, and 
They're easily deceived. They're foolish people. He says, He that reproveth a scorner getteth himself, getteth himself shame, and he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth himself a blot. In other words, he'll get struck, get hit. Reprove a scorner lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man and he will love thee. Let's continue. Verse 9. Give instruction to a wise man and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So you see, if you give instruction to a wise person, they will continue to get wiser. They want instructions. They want to be taught. They want to increase in learning. And this all begins with the fear of the Lord. It says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And you can't even get started towards wisdom without the fear of God. Verse 11. For by me thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself. But if thou scornest, thou alone shalt bear it. A foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple and knoweth nothing. Alright, let's stop for a second. What does it mean to be clamorous? Clamorous means basically to be loud. To be loud and for the, for the sake of needing or compelling attention. It means to be loud, insistent to compel attention. We all know the person, right, who has to be heard. And whatever they're doing, it, they do it in such an obnoxious and loud way as to bring attention to themselves. They always have to be the center of attention. Whenever they're in a room, they're the loudest person. You know what I'm talking about? That's what this is saying. It's saying, let's read it again. A foolish woman is clamorous. So, to start with, that person who's always got to be heard, who's always got to be the center of attention, who's always being loud for the sake of compelling attention towards them, they're foolish. So, a foolish woman is clamorous, is loud. She is simple, which just simply means ignorant, and knoweth nothing. And then these last few verses continue this thought. For she sitteth, at the, she sitteth at the door of her house on a seat in the high places of the city to call passengers who go right on their ways. Whoso is simple, ignorant, let him turn and hither. And as for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Stolen waters are sweet, and bread eaten in the secret is pleasant. But he knoweth not that, he, that the dead are there and that her guests are in the depths of hell. In other words, stay away from that person. <laughs> Solomon's constantly trying to warn his sons about women who would seduce them, about foolish women who are loud blatant, boisterous, constantly seeking attention. Stay away, he says. 
stay away. Well, that is the end of the podcast this morning. I pray in the powerful name of Jesus that you've been blessed. And uh, I want to thank all of you who support the podcast through Patreon, through PayPal, through the mailbox. Couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much for your uh, just constant sacrifice and um, commitment to this mission. Uh, All those who pray for me and for my family and for the podcast, thank you so much as well. Um, I'm very, very grateful to have the privilege to do this podcast, and it's a great blessing, uh, not only to those of you who listen, but to myself. So thank you so much. That's all I have for you this morning. Lord willing, we'll be back with you soon, and uh, hopefully for two or three more podcast episodes before the week is up. Peace and grace be with all of you. Until next time, God bless.